on this episode of Edge of the Web. Providing information is huge nowadays because the only reason we're going to the internet is to be informed and entertained. That's it. So if you're not entertaining me with a story, then you need to inform me about something that I'm looking for. Your weekly digital marketing trends with industry trend-setting guests. You're listening and watching Edge of the Web. Winners of Best Podcast from the Content Marketing Institute for 2017. Here at see more at edgeofthewebradio.com. Now, alongside Tom Broadbeck, here's your host, Aaron Sparks. All right. Hey, we're, we're broadcasting from Edge Media Studios downtown, uh, located in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. Every week we bring you the latest trends in digital marketing as well as marketing influencers from around the planet. Uh, check out all of our show material over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. We're power... Uh, we're sponsored, and our title sponsor is Site Strategics, your digital marketing pioneers specializing in the agile marketing uh, execution. So, if you want to learn more about what we do over at Site Strategics, go over to sitestrategics.com. That's S I T E strategics.com and uh, learn a little bit more about us. Uh, connect with us, and we'll certainly uh, uh, have a great uh, online session if you're calling from out of state uh, or around the planet. We can sit down and have a, a hour long uh, Skype or Zoom session with you and talk about what we do and make Maybe bring you some some uh, some action items that can uh, you, that you can use for your online success. That's what we want to do with uh, potential prospects of doing work with us. So, hey, I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, uh, founder and CEO of Site Strategics. And the reason why we do this uh, this work uh, and this show uh, every week as much as we can is to uh, a couple of reasons is to be able to kind of break apart the, the the myth or the mystique of digital marketing because there's so many different concepts out there and a lot of marketers don't know where to go to get the truth and get get some practical application. We do that and and we 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 have been doing this for six years to be able to open up uh, and understand different concepts like SEO, social media management, and marketing conversion rate optimization, uh, video optimization, uh, lead acquisitions, all these different places in which uh, we, you can explore and be able to learn more and understand more uh, about digital marketing tactics. Um, we also do this for another reason, just to make sure that we keep our powder dry, so to speak, and learn uh, from the best of the best uh, in this marketing space. So it's a bit self-serving, but at the same time, um, I, I hope our audience is enjoying uh, the product that we put out here. To my, to my left is Tom Broadbeck. He's the director of digital media, sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for sitting in the in the seat here this this uh, yeah, this show. A few weeks. But we're back, yeah, back on saddle. We've got since we've missed a couple weeks, we've got four shows in the next two weeks to catch back up. So, <laughs> so we're going to go through a gauntlet, <laughs> and uh, that's fantastic. I mean, uh, you can't get enough of talking to these these wonderful guests that we have on the show. And the the guest in question today is Ashley. Well, she's we don't have a she's not in question. No, she's she's she, here. She's solid. Uh, she's Ashley Ward, corporate speaker at SEM Rush. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm good, good. Thank you guys so much for having me. You are more than welcome. And and, and SEM Rush, what's it like over there? It's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured so, but uh, I, I tell you, I, I, I mean, I, you're going to have to forgive me, audience. I, I'm going <laughs> to probably wax uh, poetically about SEM Rush tool sets. I mean, that's one of the core tools that we use at, at Site Strategics, and it's just so freaking cool. <laughs> So, uh, Ashley, it, we'll, it is, huh? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it, it's a 
becoming a one-stop shop, a suite of tools. So it's kind of exciting being a part of it right now with all of the new things coming out, constantly updating things, adding on new features. So definitely exciting time. Now, the the last two years have been incredible for SEM Rush in, in growing their tool set and growing uh, a lot of great fa- uh, features for digital marketers to deep dive into topics and 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 not, let alone the the wordsmithing tools and the mm-hmm. and the SEO guiding tools. Fantastic stuff. But we'll unpack a, a good deal of that here in this show. We wanted to bring you on and uh, get you involved in our digital marketing news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's take you through the latest di- digital marketing news. I was very excited to start my reportings. This week's trending topics. All right, so from marketing land, uh, Finney Marvin uh, get, gives us a post. Digital video ad spend keep, keeps on rising with social media, for example, Facebook, set to see most growth. So, Tom, tell us about this marketing land uh, article. Uh, yes, I, I think I was a typo. It's Ginny. I think you, did I put Finney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's Finney Marvin? Uh, that's not, yeah. Ginny, I'm very sorry. Oh, my <laughs> God. I actually read that and didn't realize who I was talking about. Uh, We've been talking about her articles for four years. Ron Burgundy. All right. Digital video ad spend among the large brands has increased over 53% in the last two years, according to a survey by uh, the IAB. Uh, They interviewed over 350 brand marketers and media buyers with with more than a million in annual media spend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Said on average, respondents uh, said 59% of their digital slash mobile ad spend goes to video with an average of more than... Twenty million spent on digital and mi- mobile video ad buys annually. Oh wow! Two thirds plan to shift some of their TV budgets to digital video this year, with fifty-six percent saying uh, broadcast cable uh, TV ad spend will remain flat over the next twelve months compared to the previous year. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, well, I mean, we all know that video is huge, and mm-hmm. and, the, and the space in which it's a, it's a company. I mean, it is absolutely storytelling for uh, for individuals any any marketers they they can capture an audience so much more with a poignant uh, seven second hook uh, in video right mm-hmm. but um, it, it is it is fantastic uh, as the rollout is happening over year over year um, Ashley what do you think about the video side of things and the spend that keeps on rising yeah I mean it, it makes sense so we started way back in the day with text everything being text and you had to write great text. And then it was images. You had to write great images. You had to actually do photo shoots and set things up. And then it was like, okay, don't do photo shoots. Do things more naturally. And now video is coming into play. So gradually, as we've progressed with digital marketing, it's only made sense for our types of content to progress with that. And with it being so easy to make a video now in any aspect, there's really no excuses for businesses and brands to not be utilizing video content. And it makes even more sense that people are spending more and more promoting this video content because it's the primary form of content now. We still have text, we still have images, but video is really where it's at. No, you're absolutely right, and and the, the fact that it's getting be- better and better to be able to uh, uh, be able to uh, attract an audience and then also remarket to that audience. Uh, that's that's a space in which um, you're you're able to to not only hook them with a particular piece of interesting content, but on top of that, bring them back around 
and build the additional story points and, and, and additional deeper advertising, right? Yes, yeah, certainly. There's, there's so much that you can do with video as far as telling your story. Mm-hmm. Say you have an event coming up and you want to give a preview of it. You can use a video to do that. You want to give a tour of the office or a product demo. You can use a video to do that. If you have an upcoming webinar, instead of doing a promo graphic, do a promo video of here's a couple things that we're going to be talking about. Here's mm-hmm. some interview questions we're going to be asking. I mean, there's everything that we've used images before in the past, everything that we've used text before in the past, we can use video for and we can simplify it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um so, I mean, we've done shows in the past uh, regarding the best use, utilizations of video, um, but uh, it does connect to, I mean, it's one of the most engaging um, uh, marketing factors as opposed to SEO or even social media to a particular degree. You're capturing the imagination based on how you how you are how you articulate that that first that, that first few minute uh, few, first few seconds of that video and you can truly dial that in and be able to to uh, move them through their, their customer journey very very easily if you do it smartly and then be able to to uh, again remarket to them anyway the point is is that um, I think we're also very uh, what I want to say um, our ADD is giving, getting even finer now is that video is going to be one of the only points of, of true engagement because there's so much that we're scrolling through now that that's the only space that our minds actually uh, are, are stopping and, 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 and pausing uh, as opposed to other yes. content. Yes, we're actually getting more than a second to, to digest the video content because it's like watching a movie or watching a TV. We know that it... it it takes some time to get to the point, to get to the plot of the story. And so our minds are still used to giving, as soon as we see video, we need to give it a little bit of time to actually get to the plot, to get to the point. So our Hmm. attention span is a little bit more lenient with video than it has been with text and imagery and infographics and things like that, where you need to capture them right away. I mean, you still don't have that much time. We're talking about like maybe a few extra seconds and alternative piece of content. But you have those first couple of seconds to really pull them in, and then a couple more. And that's very, very important when it gets down to the milliseconds in which um, ads uh, win, or, win or fail. And you're absolutely right, and that's a really good concept, uh, that your brain's wired to give it a little bit of additional uh, grace to make its point, as opposed to any other visual aspect or any type of contextual or textual ad you're, you're, you have a little bit of, of, of padding, <laughs> for lack of a better description, to be able to, to yeah. grab a hold of that audience. That's interesting. Tom, any thoughts there? Uh, you no. disappeared on me for yeah, a second. I disappeared and I came back. So. <laughs> it's amazing. If you check the video, it was really weird. He wasn't here for a second. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it happens with technical issues. You know, you no just, worries. No worries. Happen. So I was... I, I, Came in mid conversation. No, it was just about the video, the, the video aspects of, of advertising and and how important. Uh, and, uh, what what Ashley was saying is that it literally gives us a space in which, um, as opposed to any other type of ad, yeah. uh, you have a little bit of grace with the audience. The audience gives you a little bit of grace that you that you can have a that a few additional seconds sure. of of engagement. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, mid roll ads on Facebook, I hate those. 
<laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> There's nothing makes me skip a video faster than a mid-roll ad. Nope, you're absolutely. I don't know why. I, YouTube's different. Uh, I don't know. I'll, on Facebook, I, I can scroll. That, I guess. That makes sense though, because YouTube, you're going there to sit and watch videos. That's the only type of content yeah, you're right. digesting is videos. And when you're looking through the comments to see how crazy people are, but yeah. really, you're just going there for videos. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. That's actually even more exciting than the video sometimes. These whacked up. Oh, never mind. Uh, hey, you know what really <laughs> really upsets me? When kids don't say please. Now, from TechCrunch, they got an article from Sarah Perez. A Google Assistant update will teach kids to say please. Now, check this out. No more rudely yelling at, at, at your Google Home smart speaker kids. Google today will have announced... At this I.O. developer conference, a new Google Assistant, Assistant setting for families called Pretty Please. The feature will teach children to use polite language when interacting with the Google Assistant and will receive thanks from the virtual assistant, assistant in response. So, for example, when children say please, the assistant will respond with some sort of positive reinforcement while performing the requested task. Good thing our parents... Um, are deciding to completely relinquish. I know. <laughs> hey, so machine learning for us to raise our children. Now. Absolutely. That's, what's, that's where we've gone. <laughs> Might as well hurt, uh, hook him up to a gerbil feeder and just kind of walk away, right? Yeah. <laughs> entertainment, babysitters, manners. It's all there. Know, education. It's all... And, and, it's and, all and, AI. And, and if you need anything, Google will certainly buy it for you. Yeah. Ashley. Do you, uh, what do you do with this? <laughs> so, first thought, oh, cool. Second thought, robots are taking over the world, and that's absolutely terrifying. Skynet, like, there it is. Yep. Yeah, the only thing we're missing is can they give our kids a hug? And I'm sure we're getting close to that point. Like, that's absolutely terrifying. Like, I already don't have these in my home. I don't want them in my home. When I go to other people's homes that have them in every room, it, like, terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Really cool in terms of tech advancements, yay, but no. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I want to know if John Legend's going to be the one doing the correcting, though. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I did not. John Legend's going to be one of the voices you can use for your really? Google Assistant. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's too cool. Yeah. Huh. Fun fact, John Legend, same high school as I. Went to the same high I school. did not know that. Yeah, you know, he was... Four or five years ahead of me, I think. Before. So, so you know him, so you can get him on the show. No, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe we can we can have an environment where we can select our 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 AI, AI voices. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they said they're going to have five or six of them. The one that is commonly used now that is named Holly. I found out what they said. Hmm. But you can get John Legend. That's amazing. Yep. I, 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 you know, I want to have uh, James Earl Jones be able to be there my, you know, that'd be fan freaking tasket. Yeah, no, no, Vader! <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa. He's Mufasa too, isn't he? Step off. That's a, oh. All right, so for Marketing Land, from any <laughs> guest in Hughes, uh, Pinterest de- redesigns business profile pa- pages um, with monthly viewer counts? I think I didn't update that one. You're right, actually. Survey says <laughs> 74% of, uh, of us still use Facebook daily, but 44% recently changed privacy settings. Oh, I bet they did. 
roughly 50% believe they have some they now have some control over who gets to see their data on Facebook. Uh, I didn't really want to talk about Pinterest anyway, so this is much more exciting. Okay. Despite mostly negative coverage, the Cambridge Analytica da- data scandal doesn't appear to have uh, had a, a huge material impact on Facebook's usage. Advertisers haven't curtailed their spending, and according to the new Reuters, Reuters Ipsos poll released on uh, yesterday, actually, most users are staying put. So the poll was connected at the end of April among a sample of just over 2,000 social media users. And including the sample were about a hundred or about a thousand Twitter and Instagram users. Uh, the key question asked was, "Have you changed how frequently you use Facebook recently?" And about seventy-four percent said they use the site at least once a day, and a similar percentage said they use it more. Twenty-six uh, percent, and or haven't changed how much they use it. Forty-nine percent, roughly twenty-three percent, report using Facebook less recently. That breaks down as eighteen percent. I use it less. Four percent, I've stopped using it, uh, but I still have an account. And one percent, I've deleted my account and I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During the recent earnings announcement, uh, Facebook actually reported daily activity of users were actually up 13% year over year to 1.4 billion. 1.4 billion users. And 1% of them are freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, if you click on that link about the advertising, mm-hmm. marketers spent $1.8 billion on ads on Facebook, which is up 50% from a year ago. That's just in the month of March. 50%? In three months of the first quarter of uh, 2018 versus the year prior, 2017. That's an ungodly Mo- amount. Mobile ad revenue contributed to 91% of the total of the uh, $11.8 billion. And it's up 50% from this, yeah. this time last year. Yeah, but, uh, so it's interesting. It's 91% of it was mobile ad. Wow, wow. Facebook. <laughs> well, Ashley, what do you think about uh, <laughs> this marketing land article and uh, the fact that uh, we all feel much safer, but we haven't really done that much? Yeah, I mean, I actually saw a commercial from Facebook yesterday, mm-hmm. and it, I didn't even know that it was from Facebook until the very end, and it was all, I mean, they're on this whole PR mission right now, because they have to be, because we're all looking at them, but really, with the whole delete Facebook thing, like, sure, it's a great idea, but a majority of users aren't going to leave, and if they leave, they're going to go to Instagram, which is still owned by Facebook. So even though the from the user perspective, they think like, okay, we need to boycott a little bit or maybe tone down because it's not as safe as an environment as we were always told to, that it was, mm-hmm. then they're just moving to another platform that's still involved with Facebook. So that Facebook knows like we're not actually going to really lose people, so let's go ahead and run through these PR campaigns. Like let's actually show we're doing something, we're trying, like let's finally get some good publicity going towards us. I don't think anything's really going to change from the business perspective. We have to advertise if we want anything done, um, if we want any reach at all. So they're going to keep growing year to year with the ad spend. Um, it, we can advertise on LinkedIn. We can advertise on Pinterest. We can advertise on Twitter. But not all businesses are relevant on all of those networks. Mm-hmm. Every business is relevant on Facebook. That's true, but they're also giving us less and less visibility in the Facebook space to be able to advertise, but it's doing equal amounts of push <laughs> down. So you're yeah. you're getting a little bit of uh, even keel there. I, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that. I, I just go back to the point where people signed up for this. 
they know they were giving their data away. And, and, and literally, you can't feign ignorance. And ignorance is no excuse. I mean, they know they were giving their data sure. away. That's why marketing works so well. And that's why they go to Amazon and buy stuff on, uh, with suggested material. I mean, they know their data is a, is a commodity, don't they? Um, I, I think the maybe the younger generation probably gets it. Uh, I think the older generation probably doesn't. Yeah. Um, I, I've had to go through many times of explaining how to use a uh, USB external hard drive uh, for some <laughs> for some people, and so yeah. I'm assuming that those type of people who don't know the technology right. side of things, they don't understand that. Uh, they just know as Facebook is a way to be able to see their grandkids or great grandkids um, and stay in touch with them, and you know, use it that way. But I, I. Hmm. I think I think the generation that gets it gets it, and yeah. then there's the generation that doesn't get it too, and those are probably the people that are. Maybe yeah, I'm just disillusioned. Um, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. But don't you think their kids could tell them? Sure. <laughs> what do you think, Ashley? Yeah, I, I I think it's across the board. There's just this level of of ignorance that I I mean. Look at how many people have copy and pasted some of those paragraphs that says copy and paste this into your profile if you don't want this part of your data to be shown or if you don't want it to be unvisited. And it's this long paragraph and it just spreads like wildfire. And this has been going on for years now. And everyone shares it. Everyone copies and pastes. And then you'll have the one person go, oh, you know, this is actually a scam. It doesn't actually really work. Right. But people still do it. And so I, I don't think that People understood when they're clicking that accept the terms box, they're doing like every other contract they sign and just accepting the terms so they can get in. They, they aren't actually paying attention to what they're releasing. And then they freak out when they go to Google and search um, baby registries and then go back to Facebook and then are sworn with all these baby registry ads. I think at first it was just like, huh, interesting, kind of convenient. And then it got creepy because then it just kept happening across the board. And then everyone started getting mad. And they checked the box. And they checked the box. You better believe they checked the box. All right. That, yeah. there, there's a sound clip right there. You're absolutely right, Ashley. <laughs> you know what? If you ch- if, if you check the box on newsletter sign-up over at edgeofthewebradio.com, guess what? We're not going to do what Facebook did. I mean, you're opting in, and we're going to give you some great information on a weekly basis. We will not market the heck to you. Well, maybe No, 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 we won't. We're just going to give you some yeah. great, great digital marketing news and information. Right, Tom? That's right. And then we'll sell it later. <laughs> yes. All right. So if you want to go there, text to text to the number 22828, the word Edge Talk, and be able to sign up right from your smartphone. Don't do it when you drive. Uh, but you can also jump into edgeofthewebradio.com, be able to uh, sign up right there at the header of the footer or wherever Tom's put it uh, this last week uh, and, and sign up and uh, let us know. What you want to hear from this show on a regular basis as well. So uh, we certainly appreciate our audience and appreciate uh, uh, everybody who contributes into uh, making this product a, a a better product. This show a better product. All right. So follow all our featured topics over over at edgeofthewebradio.com. Now let's deep dive with this week's featured guest. Now it's time for Edge of the Web featured interview with Ashley Ward, corporate speaker at SEM Rush. So, uh, Ashley, you have the deep voice guy introducing you. 
<laughs> Pretty impressive. <laughs> so uh, for our audience, uh, we want to introduce Ashley. Ashley is the corporate speaker and evangelist of, uh, for SEM Rush. SEM Rush is a fantastic digital marketing tool set. She uh, focuses on helping businesses and marketers gain long-term ROI through teaching content marketing and social media marketing. She's also a regular speaker at workshops and conferences, including PubCon, Global Retail, and SMS Sydney. So uh, that's that's the the background. Uh, Ashley, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us tell us a little bit more about how you got into uh, digital marketing and how you came to get to uh, uh, SEM Rush. Certainly. So my background is actually in journalism. Um, became a journalist right at the fun time of print dying. So it was how can we kind of still have that creative sense of journalism, still that RTD news style, and incorporate it to how technology and everything is changing. And that was social media. Uh, social media for businesses was really becoming a big thing. And my insurance agent reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I need a website and I need a social media profile. You think you can do that? And I came from writing news stories for Union Tribune to being like, all right, let's do it. Let's figure this out. And so I kind of just threw myself into it and started with web development for clients and social media for clients, mm-hmm. a lot of content, everything from email marketing to landing page optimization. I was in-house, I was agency, I owned my own agency. And then uh, when social advertising came to play, got pretty heavy into social advertising. And last year, um, recently joined at SEM Rush as a speaker. And so I get to go around and Teach them the latest and greatest with content and social media as well as fundamentals to businesses and brands around the world. So I'm traveling pretty frequently and going to different conferences, hosting local workshops and uh, meetups, things like that to try and bring together the industry and the community as well as share new ideas about how we can better optimize things and just market our brand. That's a good journey right yeah. there. It really is. I can relate to a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a former broadcast major, so kind of have that kind of had that journalism background. I wanted to ask I took intro to news writing in college and um, the professor told me he was he was the the editor of the newspaper there in Huntington, Indiana, small town newspaper. And he said, "Everybody's first job as a, as a journalist is to write obituaries." Was, was that accurate for you? How many obituaries did you write? I actually got really lucky. Um, while I was in college, my very last year, uh, someone local, I was in Northern California, came to the journalism department and said, hey, is there anyone who's willing to go over to Japan and report about the tsunami? It was right when the tsunami had happened. Oh. And no one wanted to do it. And my hand just went straight in the air and said, hey, I want that. I definitely want that story. And so I flew over there. So I was able to do some, wow. that was my first big story. And so from there, I did a lot of local stories, but um, I, I got lucky. <laughs> but it didn't you, you dodged the obituary <laughs> bullet. Yeah. Wow. That's, wow. I'm surprised nobody volunteered to go to Japan, I guess. <laughs> but the Suzanne thing, well, I get the it. Whole, but. Like, the radiation everywhere. Uh, like, when okay. I came back, they basically quarantined me. Really? Like, you can't go in public for a week. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Oh, that's a cool story. Hey, uh, Ashley, before we get started, would you mind uh, doing a gratuitous plug towards our title sponsor? Definitely. 
Is sites retain? No, no, no. You don't have to do it. <laughs> Boy, I could have put her on the spot yeah. there, didn't I? I got this. <laughs> Okay, roll with it. All right, so Site Strategics is actually proud to be the title sponsor of Edge of the Web and wanted to share with us listeners of the show a special offer. We provide digital marketing strategies to our clients regularly, and it goes without saying that we are constantly asked about the question of return on investment. That's what you should truly be focused on. Uh, would you like to discover your marketing ROI? Why not have a second opinion to check out how your digital marketing is an, as, as an investment is paying off? So we're offering a 30% off. Uh, a discount off of our digital marketing ROI report. Uh, learn your digital strengths, your weaknesses, and threats. Uh, the report actually delivers a comprehensive image of the existing performance in areas of SEO, content, social media, search engine marketing, uh, while allowing the Site Strategic Production team to get full insight into areas of opportunity and growth. There's an SEO audit, social media review, paid marketing review, conversion analysis, competitor analysis, gap analysis, and you can check all of this out over at edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash ROI. Simply just uh, drop some information in there. There's no commitment to buy right there. It just gets the conversation going and seeing uh, if this report is right for you to be able to analyze maybe the marketing team or the, the agency that's working for you or maybe even look at your internal marketing and see maybe what it could do to improve uh, inside your organization. Uh, so go on over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash ROI. All right. That was a gratuitous plug. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> now you're going to repeat that. Go. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we wanted to talk about content marketing and storytelling. Earlier this year, you actually presented at PubCon about storytelling. You want to tell us about the presentation and maybe some of the highlights that you covered? Certainly. So uh, we, we kind of split it up and we first went into how a business and a brand can tell their story. And it really goes back to the general art of storytelling for any any kind of genre or form. So you're looking at who are the main characters. For a business, that's generally the CEO. That's who the owner is. That's where their vision came from behind. That's the people that are making the product or doing the service. And it's also your customers, your clients. Um, and then you go into what are the problems? What's the big issue? So you have your characters. What's the issue that's trying to be solved. So why does your business exist? Do you have a product that gives a specific result to someone or solves a specific problem? Clearly with a service, you're providing some kind of solution. Mm -hmm. So then you present that and then you move on to, okay, so we have the characters, we have the issue, it's basically your plot, here's the resolution, and then the wrap up. Most businesses, when they think of what their story is, they take so long to actually develop it because they get overwhelmed with where do I even begin? And it's always starting with, with you, with who the characters are and then going from there. Uh, past that, once you actually have the outline of your story done, you need to figure out what outlets are going to be best. You need to put the story out, not just on your website, but figure out different ways to create that story in different content. So video is a great, uh, great way to do that. You can do shorter videos that tell your business or your brand story and then advertise them on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn now that LinkedIn does video ads. And then it's really going into the ROI. I spent a lot of time going over how you can measure your stories and the content that you create because, sure, it's great to create all this content. We're checking off our to-do box. 
because, you know, we have to create content. Everyone tells us it's part of SEO, it's part of social, it's part of link building. We need to do it. But then not all businesses actually go back and measure, was my story good enough? Did I tell my content well? Did I use the right content medium? Should it have been a blog post instead of a video? Or should I have done audio with the video and the blog post and have three forms? So there's there's the this, the consumer awareness of actually understanding the players and and the solutions and and consideration content and decision making content mm-hmm. and you're setting up uh, really how to how to narrate the customer's experience with you right and then there's mm-hmm. also the points of their preferred method of consumption so you really dialed in there with utilizing multi forms especially on one page to be able to connect with them in, in, in different spaces or in different if kind of different uh, digital consumption lanes as well. Um, yeah. The users in a lot of different experiences on the digital media side. Um, so how, how have you found uh, the ability to, what have you, how have you guided uh, companies on understanding that it needs to be more than one lane because we're all, yeah, you're absolutely right. You were talking about, yeah, we got to check out content marketing. We got to check out our blogs. Blogs should be rolling through. How do you open up the, uh, the, uh, the additional opportunities for different companies uh, to move other types of digital, digital content? Basically it comes to, to reusing your content. So if we have one idea, say what your business story is, that's the first content topic that we want to focus on, there's a thousand different ways that you can tell that. But the three top ways to do that is through text, which is going to look like a blog post, then through video, which we've gone over video, and then pulling the audio from that video or doing the audio completely separate and on its own if the audio from the video doesn't make sense as a standalone. And then you're getting three pieces of content out of one topic. And it's not taking you a lot to produce those three pieces. Your blog post is going to be similar to what your outline of the story actually is. And then adding in more content so it it reads like a novel, something that you can be entertained and keep wanting to read past 1,500 words. Your video can be the three to five minute video, the longer video. And then you can pull several 25, 30 second clips from that and have all these mini videos. And then you pull the audio from the larger video, the mini videos, and create some additional audio if if the video audio isn't good on a standalone. And then you have all of these different types of content. You then have your content calendar, and you schedule out on all of the different social media outlets, on your email newsletter, um, some of your friends within the industry. All companies have friends in the industry that can share each other's content with them. Your own clients are more than happy to share your content when you're making them happy. So if you have a great, uh, like, top 10 customers that you can reach out to for new products or to try new things, share this kind of content with them and they'll share it with their people as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, that's that's absolutely the, the coin of the realm is be able to repurpose and engineer a strategy to deliver Different types of content based on uh, on the preferred methods of consumption, but on top of that, reusing it and being able to to scatter it across m- multiple lanes is. Uh, on top of that, we also realize that that video consum- consumer is not just a video consumer; 
They may very well have a propensity towards video, but they're going to read blog mm -hmm. content. They're going to bounce over to audio. And if you're reaching them there, you can laterally move them to different lanes. And all the while, they're getting persuaded that you absolutely know what you're talking about. And they can be brought in from that awareness of a problem to consideration to decision-making content, right? Exactly. And then you, then you measure that. Did your audio get more than the video did? Did the blog post generate traffic to your contact page way more than the audio did? I mean, you have to know what the most important metrics are for you before you even start producing this content. That way, as you produce the content, as you start to publish it and you're getting all this data back, you understand what the most important parts are for you and what you can define as success. Hmm. Because going forward, you may not need to create that video content. Maybe your demographic just doesn't listen to audio when they're in their car or on their commute, but they are on their phone watching the video, or they are happy going to your blog on desktop while they're at work or on their lunch break. So we can't guess what our demographic likes. We can study our demographic until we're blue in our face. We can base what we use as users and what our behaviors are. But what it really comes down to is you then have to measure the metrics and what got you to your goal, not just what got you the most purchases. You're, everyone's goal is going to be completely different. And the audio content could have just been a supportive method. And since you didn't have to do any additional work, you're not really worried about purchases from your audio. But your blog post has to have purchases. It's just things that you need to define ahead of time. What those KPIs are in the individual lanes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you don't go scatter gun either. You got to plan ahead. Yep. So no, no. Well said. Well said. So, um, what are some mistakes maybe businesses make when telling their brand story? <sighs> Quite a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> some of the some of the biggest mistakes is uh, um, I don't want to be the center of attention. Feeling so so many times when I work with brands and businesses the owner of the business, the CEO of the brand, they want nothing to do with with the story. They don't want to be featured. They're uncomfortable in front of the camera. They, they're they too modest, whatever it may be. You can't do that because as a consumer, I want to know more about the business that I'm going to support. I want to know what your values are, what your vision is, why you even created this business in the first place. It, there needs to be some kind of connection because I will actually choose to work with your business instead of your competitors, even though the competitor may be better priced, better packaged, but because you believe in your product and I like your story better. And so it's so important for businesses to take that jump, take that leap of faith, put themselves in front of the camera. We're all awkward in front of the camera. None of us are Hollywood stars. Nothing's going to be perfect. Right. You may have hair up. Like You can't think like that. You just have to give it a try because the feedback and the conversions that you're going to get are going to be so much better than if you put someone else in front of the camera. Well, let me ask, let me ask you, Ashley, because this unpacks. Um, I, I, I firmly believe in what you're saying, but, but to be able to persuade CEOs uh, and different evangelists inside of, in, inside of the organization, um, mm -hmm. the... The perspective that you just gave of an online consumer, um, maybe, maybe, maybe different generations or maybe different perspectives uh, from from a sea level standpoint, they just don't acknowledge or don't recognize that people spend 
that much time evaluating the brand. And I just want to unpack that quickly, is that uh, people, uh, by and large, decision makers need to understand that their brand is ever present in front of uh, the online consumer as opposed to traditional selling, what have you. And your brand's being evaluated in all these different dimensions, right? They're looking at it sideways. They're looking at it from a podcast standpoint. They're looking at it from a video standpoint. All this is being evaluated by that new media uh, audience. Can can you give us give us as marketers uh, some some guidance on how we convince those evangelists or those C levels that not only this is real, but they are losing a battle that's being won by somebody else that's that's dialing it in. What do you say to these C levels? So you need to you need to convince them of, of why they should choose you over another business. And one way of doing that is being completely honest. This is who I am. If you open a business, your demographic, your customers should be your traits because there's a reason that you open that business. You're passionate about it. Um, very rarely do things just fall into people's laps nowadays. Uh, there's a lot of startups, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting things because they're passionate about it. As marketers, we're doing things because we're passionate about it. Share why you're passionate about something and showcase why it is important to your customers. You already know why it's important, that's why you created a business, but say the words and the terminology that your customers are using when you're telling your story and when you're explaining why either if you're if you're doing this for a client, for your own podcast, for your own agency, but why they initiated this to begin with and put yourself back into those consumer shoes. You're going to know exactly what to say at that point, even if it's for your clients. I mean, take a plumbing business, for example, or a pizza restaurant down the street. They didn't just fall into something like that. They've over time become passionate about it. They found a need for something. You need to be able to to express that in words that your consumers are using and are going to relate to. Thank you. You know, <laughs> ev- every digital marketer needs to be able to march with that pennant uh, to to these. Uh, there should be no pushback from uh, de- decision makers that don't um, uh, that that don't appreciate the the new media environment. Um, this is absolutely the the space in which authenticity is the key. Mm-hmm. You can't BS this. you got to be able to stand up and show your passion, right? Yeah, and, and prove it. I mean, take the, which I'm blanking on his name, um, the CEO of Virgin Airlines and oh, um, all his whole... What's his name? How am I blanking on that name? Now, why, you, you, just told me to, you just told me to blank on the name. That's what you did. Um, yeah, Gaffin, sorry, uh, sorry. Nothing given. Brent... Oh, my Lord. <laughs> No, not Josh Bayless. <laughs> uh, Branson. Branson. Russ, yeah. Branson. Richard Branson. There we, there we go. Richard Branson. Everybody, that was a mental <laughs> gap right there that, was, that we all Russell. shared together. <laughs> yeah, so he actually walks the talk. So he, he took note that there's all these different airlines, there's all these different travel companies. Why should anyone go with him? Aside from trying to create like a good journey and good experience, a yep. good product, what, what's the next step? Well, showing that cares, cares about the environment, uh, gets into some political aspects. 
but he puts himself in his customer shoes. He knows very, very well who his customers are because he is his customer. And then he goes and does all these campaigns and, and has this publicity, if you may, showing him act this out. So I can actually relate to him. So when I'm looking up, okay, what airline do I want to go to next if I have an option, as a consumer, I would be comfortable going with him because he's me and I'm him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's brand alignment, and uh, I think I use it too much, but really coming back around to Simon Sinek's why, start with why concepts. That's where brand yep. alignment happen, happens, and you got to be able to demonstrate why you're in business, why you're passionate about mm-hmm. what you do, and be able to make sure the the consumers know that in an authentic, non salesy way. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's content marketing. So, is storytelling yeah. always the answer whenever it comes down to content marketing? No, sometimes information can go even farther than storytelling. I mean, in every bit of content that you do, there, there needs to be some aspect of a story because otherwise we're just bored. We can only read stats for so long before you need to fill in some other sentences in between. <laughs> but it, providing information is huge nowadays because the only reason we're going to the Internet is to be informed and entertained. That's it. So if you're not entertaining me with a story, then you need to inform me about something that I'm looking for. Period. There you go. Yeah, I, I love mm-hmm. it. Speaking of informing and and, and entertaining, uh, one of our uh, online audience members, uh, Gaston Riera, actually uh, wanted to ask a question of you about mm-hmm. SEM Rush's content marketing. And he's saying that's really great. Uh, and uh, uh, there's a, the Academy tutorials, blog posts. And uh, can you give us an insight into some of the strategy around SEM Rush? Certainly. So. We began as basically focusing on the SEM side of things, the search engine marketing. And we've expanded so much over the past couple of years to where we now have social media. We have an entire content marketing suite of tools. And you're, you're able to basically do everything from one platform. If you're coming from an agency standpoint, you can track all of your clients from within one dashboard. You can see, okay, here's big red flags. Mm-hmm. In terms of content marketing, I use SEMrush pretty heavily, specifically for topic research. So even way back into journalism days, finding the story or finding something new to write about is always a struggle. We can only write about food so many ways. We can only write about plumbing so many ways. Like We run out of ideas. (laughs) And SEMrush with the three different content tools is able to show you, okay, here's what people are searching for. Here's what people actually want. Here's what your competitors are writing about. Here's some keywords that you should also be thinking about that you're not thinking about, and then look at topics up in there. So you're always able to generate these new ideas in order to, to never hit that content rut, which mm-hmm. I feel like so many of us, not just content marketers, all of us within digital marketing, hit content ruts. Like, what's our next story? What's what do we have to say? Because everyone is saying something online. We run out of ideas. So SEM Rush is certainly um, providing more and more content um, uh, in their own marketing space, and they, and they certainly are demonstrating um, a sizably mo- a different strategy than a lot of other online marketing tools. You know, and, and they all have mm-hmm. their different spaces in which they bring authority. But uh, in, in this respect, uh, SEMR certainly does do a great deal of, of, of brandishing 
great content as well as in, uh, as tutorial content as well. All right, I told I told you I'm gonna start start <laughs> start uh, tearing up. Here. These guys are great. All right, so let's talk about the tool. All right, there's a new feature uh, that's called SEO Writing Assistant. Um, yay. Okay, and you've had different type of tools in the past here. Um, can you give us a little bit more about what that what that tool is to our audience? So I'm like geeking out over how cool this tool is. I live and breathe Google Docs everything. Like I don't even use Microsoft Word or Excel anymore. Everything I do is in Google Docs. Yep. So to me, this is a huge time saver and so incredibly convenient. And it's crazy because it's outside of the SCMRSH platform. It's on something that anybody is using, but it still incorporates the SEMRSH knowledge and data. So what it does is, say you're, you're writing a blog post or you're getting um, content from a freelancer that produces content for you. You take the content, you either write it within your Google Docs like you normally do, or you copy and paste the content, and then the SEO writing assistant is going to go through and score your content. And it's going to basically analyze things based on what keywords you're trying to rank for, what your domain is, and then it's going to score it. So before you even go to WordPress and publish this or wherever you're going to go to publish your content, you're able to say, okay, from the SEO standpoint, there's a few ways I can optimize this, and here's how. And it gives you the recommendations right there. From the readability standpoint, here's a few ways that I can make this a little bit more understandable for my audience. Hmm. Um, also, gonna the search engines are going to appreciate it because it makes a little bit more sense. Maybe it's not as technical. It's a little bit easier to understand. Uh, it also defines your word count for you. What's a good spot? Because we're always arguing over what, how long, how short should our account be. Mm -hmm. So it gives you all of the SEO as well as content recommendations within the comfort of your Google Docs. So go ahead and make your changes. See how the scores change. Uh, lots of times we'll make changes and be terrified, was it a bad change? And then we have to wait a few days to see what's going to happen. You don't have to do that. It tells you right away, if you add these words, it will help in this way. If you take out this paragraph, it will help in this way. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So, and, yeah, go ahead. And we, we had it pulled up here on the uh, uh, on the screen here. So kind of can you walk us, you kind of walked us through a little bit. Uh, but how how do you download? Is uh, um, reading the article looks like it's a it's a Chrome extension. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah. And then so it you tie yeah. in your account to that. So it's an extension. Mm -hmm. And then once you go into the Google Docs, you go into your add-ons, and then it populates right open, hmm. and it just lives on your right rail. Gotcha. And okay. from there, it's <laughs> incredibly user friendly. You either start typing your content and start putting it together there. Or if you already have a piece of content that you kind of want to analyze the score for, you can copy and paste within the Google Docs and then start making your changes. Gotcha. So then does it sync? Uh, we're, we're, we're using the project side of things now for each of our clients. Mm -hmm. Does it tie in uh, to the project side of things or is it just more general based of uh, – so I've seen here that you can um, – you, you can uh, set the writing tasks within SEM Rush. Uh, are you able to do that within the project side of things, I guess, is the best way to, for me to ask it? So mm -hmm. it's tied into that client? Yeah, yes. So you can you can export it back out, but it, this tool itself lives within Google Docs. Sure. Got it. Got it. So, so it's an extension within Google Docs. I, just, I, just, I was unsure if it was you can set tasks within that project for, like, if there was a certain keyword that you wanted your content writer to write about, you can assign 
an, a task within mm -hmm. the project of client A uh, to write about this keyword. And be able to have that yeah, shown sure. up in the Google Doc tool set there. That'd be a great linkage right there. Do you guys have that type of... Uh, um, um, I was just trying to figure out the usability, yeah. the, the other functionalities of it, I guess. So, go ahead. So, a, a way to basically walk that through is to do exactly what you said within projects and then setting it up with keywords, assigning the tasks, and then when the person, freelancer, whoever it's going to be, goes into the task to execute this, they're going to have what keywords to use. And cool. so when they pull open their Google Doc and start creating it, it's going to show the keywords, and then it's also going to give a list of suggested keywords based on that keywords, as well as what's inside the content, some additional keywords based on the content. Got it. So there's an also inside of SE Rush, the, the SEO um, suggestion tool, uh, for lack of a better description. It's the entire area where it evaluates your existing content. And mm -hmm. and based on your keyword strategies, right? You have to define the, the the goals and the strategies of your of your pursuit. There, you just can't it can't read your mind of what you're, what you're trying to do. But it will give give some recommendations on the existing content at, at that point in time. Can that tool also be integrated in a different way there, or is it kind of separate lanes? You've got content production over here, and then you have content analysis and recommendations in one lane. Yes, it's more of the content analysis and strategy development, and yeah. then the content execution. Beautiful, that's that's wonderful. Um, you you also have a partnership with Dash This. Yes. Tell us yes, about that. Yes, it, yeah. So it's it's pretty exciting. The amount of partnerships and integrations that we have going on right now are huge, and we're continuing to constantly integrate with more and more companies to where you can do your, you can extend out your reporting, uh, like with Dash This, it's all of the reporting aspects of it. But as our tool grows, we're partnering with more and more companies that have relevant features who maybe there's something inside of SCMRS, you love everything about it, but you just wish it had this one more addition so then you don't have to subscribe to this tool and that tool and that tool. That's essentially what we're trying to do with these integrations, and Dash This is another example of that. So what are you pulling in from Dash? Dash they were a big fan of Dash This and their reporting tools. What are you bringing over from Dash This? So the automated reporting from Got Dash it. Tools. So inside SEMrush, you have the um, white label reporting. Yep. With Dash This, it's a cleaner report. It's, it's basically a, a more put-together focus on reporting. I love it. I love it. So on yeah. the agency standpoint, it's great. Yeah. Absolutely. I also saw you guys released a new SEO training course with Greg Gifford. How's how's that? Yes. Uh, the, I know he's a. I've, I follow him on Twitter, and he's a he's a great follow on Twitter. I haven't checked out the the training course yet, but tell us how the response has been with that. The response has been so great. So Greg himself is incredibly talented. So it was fantastic that we were able to partner with him. I mean, he really knows this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so to have an SEO fundamentals course, we've already had so many people come to us and say from all levels, hey, I am just getting into digital marketing. This course is helping so much. It's giving me the breakdown. And then we also have the other side of the spectrum of people who have been doing SEO for a while, but we always forget about the basics in every aspect of digital marketing. We always forget to go back to the 101. So we're seeing a range of people utilizing this course and getting so much out of it versus just the... I'm starting from scratch type hmm. of persona. Cool. Oh, yeah, that, that looks, I know he's a funny guy, so uh, definitely look forward to checking that one out there. 
You guys are doing a lot. Can you give us a tease on, uh, uh, well, before that, um, if, if our audience hasn't checked out SEM Rush, yeah, I think you have a 14-day trial on there. It's free of charge, I think. Um, it's the, it, the content, uh, the, the, the tools are fantastic. And the, the space in which uh, you can actually analyze topics, and there's an entire topic mm -hmm. content tool that they rolled out about a year ago uh, that mm -hmm. unpacks so much, so much and does research in so many different areas. It's, it's, it's a content writer's dream because it does spin out so much information that can really plan your entire calendar of events. <laughs> it sees trending headlines, trending news, um, and it's, it's a fantastic journey. You also have uh, 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 some strategy tools in there. The projects themselves has been have been fantastic. We actually... Uh, 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 jumped out of buffer to actually use the social posting tool that gives us great analy analytics and we can schedule all of our mm -hmm. our content out. It gives us great utilization of graphics as well, which buffer was a, a challenge to be able to make sure we've got uh, uh, different formats for the different platforms. And uh, on top of that, it gives us a full analytics tool. So you're, you're starting to really pull, to, pull together a lot of great tools. And, it's, and you saw so many tools before that over the years, that jumped too quickly mm -hmm. into into this this uh, omni approach of of broadcast, but SEM Rush looks like they've done their had their done their due diligence mm -hmm. and patience, and they're rolling out tools that can really benefit the agency on a regular basis, from SEO audits to social media to to uh, P PPC management and suggestions and research to internal content uh, research to. Uh, what else we got in the project side of things? Uh, the post, the social site post, audit. You got the site audit. You've got um, an entire marketing calendar that you can roll out as well, right? Yes, and and we've been able to do that and to gradually do this all thanks to our users. I mean, we really, really take the user feedback to core. So, sure, we started in with SEM, but where we are today is because we actually asked, what else are we missing from this tool? How can we make our lives easier? What kind of data is everyone needing? We're not just SEMs anymore. We, we need to touch on every aspect of digital marketing. So how can we incorporate that? And so we're constantly trying to get user feedback. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen every time you log into the tool and go to the dashboard, there's, hey, try this out. This is brand new. Or what do you guys think about this? We yep. love your feedback. So it's really the core of our users is why we have the success that we have right now. And we're able to have so many tools because the feedback that you guys have given us. Um, and, and that's fantastic because you actually have a, have a community around SEM Rush that has been championing the tool set for years. One of the key things that was, was such a differentiator for SEM Rush for a long time, and there's a number of copycat uh, reports now that have, have done that. Done this is is the equity. The 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 if you were to pay Google AdWords for these organic terms, that that rented value would be uh, six thousand dollars per month, right? I just literally mm -hmm. had a conversation with one of our clients today. We were able to, over the course of the last year been able to quadruple their equity for the SEO that we're doing but they you can go back in time and see the ter terms they knew uh, that they were known for as well as the value in which you would have to pay for pay for that on AdWords you can go back month over month over month and be able to see the growth of their equity and our clients get that whenever we unpack that before outside of anything else they understand wow 
that's that's mm-hmm. an ROI. I'm actually investing in my SEO, and if I had to pay for it, it cost me this much. It's an invaluable tool from an account executive and account ma- uh, management role. Yes, yes, and it's it's not something that only agencies can use. It's small business owners, mm-hmm. it's large businesses, it's enterprise companies, it's your own mom and pop shop. Um, if you own your own agency or you have your own clients, it's, it doesn't just serve one purpose anymore. It right. serves across the board and is able to get you the analytics that you need to grow your online presence in whatever format that may be, whether SEO, content, or social. Yep. Uh, it, it is one of the key factors that have been it kept us in pocket from an analysis standpoint, but um, jaws mm-hmm. drop whenever you can see that type of thing. Uh, so you you pull a lot of data on a regular basis in into those tools. Are there any other things that you could tease that SEM Rush is going to be working on? I, I don't have anything up my sleeve right now, but I can definitely tell you guys that we're looking to make a lot of updates and add-ons to the tool this year. Last year we did 200. Our goal this year is 300. Jeez. So just prepare to get a lot of new try this feature uh, emails coming out as well as really getting more into the social space and unlocking social tools even further. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I I tell you what, uh, to wrap up, Ashley, we certainly appreciate um, your time and, and, and uh, SEM rush. Can you kind of unpack for us what excites you in the industry right now? Definitely. Um, I'm not going to be a dead horse, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mobile. It's just, I'm super excited because I'm not thinking about mobile in terms of site speed, responsive, nothing like Mm -hmm. that. I'm thinking about mobile content. So how can we create content that performs better on mobile than any other platform? And that's really getting me excited because we're now rethinking how people are searching on their mobile devices in order to create content that's relevant to those searches instead of just desktop. That means maybe shorter videos, shorter blog posts, but having two different forms of content. Mm -hmm. And we're in the the peak of learning what that looks like right now for our customers and our clients. And so that to me, is just, I'm really excited to see how much mobile changes content over the next year. Why don't we just put everything on AMP? Huh? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother conversation there, but you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, that can of worms, we're not going to open it. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't be more uh, more happy with that thought because it it gets digital uh, marketers in the mindset of the consumer and their preferred method of consumption, right? You got to be able yeah. to move it where, yeah. where they're wanting to. Uh, so is there anything that we could promote for you uh, on this show today? Just if anyone has any questions about SEM Rush or is looking in for a demo, you can definitely reach out to me and I'd be happy to help put you in the right direction. That's right. That's right. We highly recommend using SEM Rush. Um, and again, we're just not a fan. Uh, we're <laughs> longtime users, yeah. and uh, it's literally uh, in my bloodstream. There you go. Yep, we got we got we got love for <laughs> SEM Rush. Thank you. Uh, we certainly want to recommend everybody follow. Uh, this is awesome. Ashley Mad Hatter is is there is her Twitter handle, um, and uh, certainly follow SEM Rush on their on their Twitter handle. Go check out the uh, the the online content and the the, the academy out there. It's fantastic. Uh, any final words for? our digital marketing audience today? 
No, if there's anything I can do to ever help you guys out with content or social media, I'm always available on Twitter and love to talk about it. So always reach out to me. Never hesitate. Very cool. Very well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And we wish you all the best in the world. And keep on, keep on making those great tools. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. You're more than welcome. All right. Thanks for listening to Edge of the Web Radio. And special thank you to our colleagues here at Site Strategics and everybody who can who is here to be able to produce and develop some great content here. Thanks to our guest, Ashley Ward, as well as uh, as all of our guests. Who do we have coming up, actually? Uh, Thursday, we have Joel Kamm. He has a new book coming out in June called The Fun Formula. And we're going to discuss how you can make work fun. Work fun. I love it. Not funk. Fun. Yes, fun. We could go into a whole other area. That's a whole different topic. (laughs) Uh, All right, so check out all the must-see videos over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. See all the insider information and join the newsletter. Hey, we also really appreciate if you do give us some ratings and reviews online at at iTunes and and other other podcast spaces because we want want you to be able to to share this content with your friends and family and everybody inside of the digital marketing space. So uh, if you if you like what you see, you know, sharing is caring. So and and listen to right. That's right. All right. So it's edgeofthewebradio.com. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. Bye bye.